0: Friday night. Friday night live. All right. I don't know. Are y'all lit, as they say? I am. I'm glad to be here. Thank y'all this side, but they're all over here,
1: then.
0: Preacher said, no, it ain't. It's over here. (laughs) How y'all doing today? All right. Y'all come to learn? All right. Well, I got something for you. If you came to feed, I got some food for you. I got some food. I got some food. All right, man. Thank God, man. <laughs> you say the hunger. Me too, man. All right. <clears throat> so tonight we're gonna do a little study. I'm um. It's kind of gonna. It, it's 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 good. It's, it's it's gonna be good. Lordship, the supreme ruler. Yeah, I got it. There. You say yeah. I'm going to find out what this mean, Lordship. All right. Let's, let's just talk about a few things before we get into the scripture. <laughs> I told you I was just going to flow. This, I wanted to teach. I told you Tuesday night we had. That was awesome. Gonna, yeah. I, got, I had five things I wanted to discuss. I said, well, I told you, I'm going to go ahead and, and finish the other three out tonight. She said, mm, she didn't say anything. But the Holy Spirit said, mm, no, nah, not tonight. That's for Tuesday. So, Lordship, mm-hmm. the Supreme Ruler. Supreme. Okay. <laughs> Don't do anything like this. I only did what he said do. All right. Thank God I'm, I'm yielded. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Humanity, he, okay, he going to add more to what you got. All right. Just know that. All right. That's why, that's why things had to shift. Okay. All right. Humanity's response towards sin, guess what that is? <clears throat> mm. Humanity responds to sin. It's to blame other people. (laughs) It's to blame other people. Eve did it. Adam did it. Cain did it. You did it. Okay. Follow me now. Going to go deep a little bit tonight. Going to shake up something in your foundation tonight. All right. That's why we're starting off early here. Okay. People say that Satan is defeated. He's under our feet. Ain't that what they say? He has no power. He's a toothless lion. That's not quite 100% true. All of that what I just said. Hold on. Not always. No one can commit sin without Satan. Mm. (laughs) Like I said, not necessarily 100% true, that statement. You only, it's what you give them. (laughs) But you've been given all power. Mm. Uh, Y'all got to remove them filters so it can flow. No one can commit sin without Satan. No one. No one can live holy without the Holy Spirit. All right. No one. Mm. Yeah? yeah? Watch this. The first sin, Adam committed. Now watch this. The first sin, right? Adam committed. I said, Adam. Teacher, he had no flesh. Mm. I told y'all y'all going to be like, he had no flesh. (laughs) He had no flesh. There was no criminal, you know, activity. There was no human trafficking. It was just two. (laughs) There was no drug cartels. Okay. He had no problems on the outside. But what we do know is that there was a serpent in the garden. And that serpent tempted, tested Adam. And Adam committed sin. Satan is not totally responsible sin. Even though he's the source. He's not totally responsible. Now what he does is push us in a certain direction. And that direction is away from God. He pushes you just away, just The Bible says that he put into his heart. Listen, watch this. We're going to come back to this. I'm going to talk about Judas too, again. All right, listen to this. He pushed him in a certain direction, away from God. The Bible says that he put into the heart of Judas. He entered into Judas. Judas, Listen, Satan prayed to the Lord Jesus He prayed. Mm. If he could sift Peter. So when you talk to God, what is that called? When you ask God, what is that called? (laughs) I told you I'm going to mess y'all up tonight. Go to Luke. They don't believe it. Go to Luke 22. Y'all don't believe y'all prayers. The Bible said they believe. Okay. He didn't deny them. Okay. Go to Luke 22, 31. I'm just building a little case right now, okay? Just follow with me. Ready?
2: Luke chapter 22 at verse 31. Simon. Simon Peter, listen. Satan has asked excessively that all of you be given up to him out of the power and keeping of God, that he might sift all of you like grain. He's been asking and continuing to ask. Who is he asking?
0: to Acts 5 3 this is where he put into the heart of Ananias and Sophia of Sophia
2: Acts chapter 5 at verse 3 mm-hmm. Just listen. but Peter said Ananias why has Satan filled your heart that you should lie to and attempt to deceive the Holy Spirit and should in violation of your promise Withdraw secretly, and mm. appropriate to your own use oh. part of the price from the sale of the land.
0: Oh. I'm gonna build. I'm building a case here. I'm building a case here. Y'all gonna follow me? All right. Now, now one more time. But Peter said to Ananias,
2: "Why has Satan filled your heart?" That you should lie to and attempt to deceive the Holy Spirit and should, in violation of your promise, withdraw secretly and appropriate to your own use part of the price from the sale of the land. My goodness.
0: And y'all know they paid a heavy, heavy price, didn't they? For lying to the Holy Spirit. I mean, one after another. Fell on the rocks and it said it bows, gushed out. Mm, okay. Just watch. Satan is not innocent. And God is not guilty. And you are not worthy. (laughs) I want to say that again. Where are you going, Pastor? Watch. Satan is not innocent. God is not guilty, and you are not worthy. That's why you need a Savior. When good things happen, we take the credit for Yeah, you do. And when bad things happen, and they don't work out the way that we think, and the way that we have prayed, who do we blame? God, he, he's, he's not real no more. Oh, yeah, you, you get mad at God. Who been mad at God? Wow. Now, I'm a, I'm, I must admit, I've never done that one. I might not understand, but I ain't mad at him. But people do. Let it be real, okay? Ain't that right? People do get mad. Ah. Think about this. This is what I said. Satan is innocent. He's not innocent. God is not guilty and we're not worthy. I said when we pray and we got bad things happen and things don't work out. I've been praying for this for 10 years and it don't work out. And we blame God. My question is we done did all that. Where's the devil at? Now you don't blame God and 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 it didn't work out. And I want to know where's the double at at that time. You didn't blame him. Okay. You know, nobody can answer that question for me. <sighs> where is teacher? Okay. She's gonna think I've been in her notes. I ain't been in her notes. <laughs> the big part of your deliverance is to expose Satan's darkness. I'm, uh, can I say that again? I'm just taking my time. I'm trying not to rush it. Speak all fast. I'm just take my time. The big part of your deliverance is to expose the darkness. Uh-oh. Guess how? By glorifying the truth, which is Jesus, in your Shame, <laughs> y'all ain't ready. Y'all want to say that again so y'all can understand what's going on? Mm. I said <laughs> the big part of your deliverance is to expose his darkness, the God, I mean, the enemy's darkness by glorifying the truth, which is Jesus, in your shame, in your openness, in your nakedness. in your weakness, in the trial that you're in. Okay. I don't think you got to get, I see. Part of your deliverance is to expose darkness. Okay? All right. Proof that you are delivered and saved. Now, this is what I want to say. It's the, you do this in your shame. Which is the reality, the proof that you are delivered and saved. Teacher, can I repeat it for <sighs> I said the big part of your deliverance is to expose Satan's darkness by glorifying the truth, Jesus, in your shame. We're going to see why. And I said, which is the reality, the proof that you are delivered and saved. Jesus should be the center of your deliverance. Okay. Oh, man. I tried to do something else different, but this is what he said. Jesus should be the center of your deliverance. Go to 1 Chronicles. Let me show y'all something. Show y'all a controversy. All right. Go to 1 Chronicles 21 and 1. New King James.
2: 1 Chronicles chapter 21 at verse 1. Now Satan stood up against Israel and moved David to number Israel. Mm. Read it one more time. Now Satan stood up against Israel and moved David to number Israel.
0: And moved David to number Israel. Satan moved the king, the man of God, a man after God's own heart. Remember I said that he pushes. Now watch this. Hold on. (laughs) He moved the man of God. David was serving the Lord. And Satan stood up against Israel and moved David. Ben David. King David. God's anointed, God's called out man, and Satan stood up and moved against him. Mm. Mmm. Y'all play close attention. Am I going slow enough? Am I going too slow? She she said, "Going too slow." Oh, I'm going too slow. But that mean, but everybody. Everybody. Okay. All right. Stay with it. Stay with it. Okay. If I go too fast, you're going. Okay. Alright, I want you to get it. That's why we had recording. All right. <laughs> I know y'all is, you know, be alone. Y'all just following me. Okay. Come on. Studied. All right. Here we go. I don't want to confuse you. So listen. David was serving the Lord, right? Satan stood up against Israel and moved David. He didn't move him. Uh, uh, he, didn't, he didn't make him. Excuse me. He didn't make him. He moved him. He pushed him in the direction away from God. What God had told him to do. Or in this instant, not to do. Mm-hmm. Watch yourself. Now, go to 2 Samuel. This is for you. <laughs> okay. All right. Go to 2 Samuel 24, 1. New King James. Now, let's watch this.
2: 2 Samuel chapter 24, verse 1. Same story. Again, the anger of the Lord was aroused against Israel. And he moved David against them to say, Go number Israel and Judah. Oh. Wait a minute. We
0: we, we got a contradiction here. We got a controversy. Mmm. Look at them. They think they know. <laughs> Man, this is like a controversy that exists here in the scriptures. Satan moved. In the other scripture, right? David, right? It says the same situation that we were talking about. God was angry with Israel and God moved him. Watch this. Many times in the Old Testament, things are accredited to God. That didn't have God's perfect will. I'm going to say it again. Many times in the Old Testament, things are accredited to God that he didn't that he didn't have that didn't have God's perfect will. OK, I'll give you an example. First Kings. Twenty two. Nineteen through twenty three. New King James. Let me help you.
2: First Kings chapter twenty two at verse nineteen. Then Micaiah said, therefore, hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the host of heaven standing by. Y'all remember this from a few weeks. Go ahead. On his right hand and on his left. And the Lord said, who will persuade Ahab to go up that he may fall at Ramoth Gilead? Mm. So one spoke in this manner and another spoke in that manner. Then a spirit came forth and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. The Lord said to him, in what way? So he said, I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. Mm. And the Lord said, you shall persuade him and also prevail. Go out and do so. Therefore, look. The Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these prophets of yours, and the Lord has declared disaster against you.
0: Now we know God doesn't lie. He doesn't have a lying spirit. When these things These things, they complement God's sovereign will. And God is sovereign. You know what sovereign means? It means supreme ruler. It's accredited everything to him in the Old Testament. God allowed that to happen. It wasn't his perfect will. Just watch. But he allowed it to happen. And what happens, teacher, people take that scripture and turn it into a doctrine. They turn it into a doctrine or you have these people Talk about God, oh, he's so harsh in the Old Testament. And they say the God of the Old Testament cannot possibly be the same God in the New Testament. Now we got two gods. This is what some people say. Okay, he's a jealous God. That's what got Oprah all off track. Not jealous of you, but over you. See, it starts a whole doctrine from one scripture, from one misunderstanding. God's in the lion spirit. God don't have no lying spirit. I told you there were fallen angels there. They were on the right hand and the left hand. We haven't studied that out, so we don't know that, right? So see how people just easily build upon stuff? Not here at Walker Ministry, though, Right? Okay. This is where I want to get to God's permissible will. It's what God allows to happen in the earth. God's perfect will is the will. That is revealed through Jesus. No, okay. There's a permissible will of God, and then there's a perfect will of God. Sure, permissible will is what God allows to happen. What He allows to happen in the earth. God's perfect will. Is revealed through Jesus. Oh, I told y'all, it is. Oh, y'all I sound like students tonight. This is good. All right. I need y'all. Need to understand. Y'all need to know the difference. You need to know the difference. Okay. I said His perfect will is revealed through Jesus. When God healed the sick. Cast out demons, stop the storm, raise the dead, and brought good tidings to the world. That's God's perfect will. That's his perfect will. Okay? This is why the Bible says you need to renew your mind so you will know his perfect will for your life. Okay. Okay. This is why you have to renew your mind so you'll know the perfect will of God. And you know the difference between the permissible will of God. What he allows. Okay. Okay. This is why I told you the Bible says renew your mind so you will know his perfect will for your life. And you won't think that his permissible will is his perfect will. <sighs> that right there is a Selah all day. It is, it is. A real Selah. Mm. Y'all listen to that. This is why your mind has to be renewed. Y'all hear me? It has to be renewed so you know the perfect will for your life. And you won't think that His permissible will is His perfect will for your life. That's where many of y'all. This is where you, many of you are. It's how we think. That's why you can't be free. You can't see the difference between the two wheels. You need to know the difference between the two wheels. Y'all follow me? I'm, I'm trying to. That's why I say I got to go slow. This is something you got to think about. So you got to think about your life. You got to think about your situation. Is this his permissible will? Or is this His perfect will? Because that's right, and that's right. You need to know how to pray for. A, a, I don't want to pray against God's perfect will, nor do I want to pray against His permissible will. Permissible will and perfect will. And you need to know the difference because without not knowing the difference, your thought, your, your path, the way you think is going to be affected. Right. If you don't understand his permissible will for your life. His perfect will for your life is that you be here tonight. That's his perfect will. Okay. Now, listen to this. Just because something happens to you, on this earth doesn't make it his perfect will okay go to Matthew 8:31 new king james you ready
2: Matthew chapter 8 at verse 31 so the demons begged him saying if you cast us out Permit us to go away into the herd of swine.
0: Y'all hear the key word? Okay. Read it one more time, minister.
2: So the demons begged him, saying, If you cast us out, permit us to go away into the herd of swine. Jesus permitted the demons to enter into
0: the pigs. And the pigs go... And self-destruct. We know that they had. We know that 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 is not what Jesus. That wasn't Jesus' perfect will. But it was his permissible will. He gave permission. Y'all follow? Because Jesus doesn't want to cast you know the demon out into your merchandise, and crush your business. He didn't. Oh, why were the why were those pigs there? Somebody was benefiting from them. But he allowed them to do it. That was somebody's merchandise. So, his perfect will. That was his permissible will. That wasn't his perfect will. That was his permissible will. That, the, that they would go and destroy themselves. Why did they ask to go into the pigs? Because the spirit needs a body. But they didn't know that they were going to run and jump into the ocean and kill themselves. How did they know to drown themselves? It couldn't have been the demon's will. So it had to be the animal's will. How'd they know? How'd they know to do that? Hmm. See, if they didn't do that, all they need was another human being. All they're going to do is leave him here and go to there. All he needed to do, all he needed was a form of flesh. Oh, okay. And in, in the flood, And in Genesis chapter 6, they said there were giants in those days and then after. It said that it killed every animal, every plant on the earth. Right? No one survived. No plant and no beast of the land. But it didn't say that it killed the fish. So there were giants in the days before and after. How did they get back if they killed all flesh? So this is how you get Dagon. This is how you get the demons. This is how you get these sea creatures. This is how you get them. Like on your Starbucks cup. This is how you get, this is how you get mermaids. This, this is how you get. See, see y'all, y'all you, you, you ain't ready. You're not really ready. Who is Dagon? He was a god, he was a, a a a deity of a demigod of the sea. So where did the spirits go? All it needs is flesh. There wasn't no other delusion. It, 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 they knew exactly. He said it killed all the land animal, but it didn't kill none in the sea. Did it say that? And a spirit needs a body. They don't care if an animal. Well, why did he kill the why did he destroy the plants? See, if you really, (laughs) I can't do it right now, but if you really read some of the extra biblical books, it even talks about how they defiled the plants. I mean, how do you establish what's alive? Is a plant alive? It's a living, breathing. Does it have a soul? Does the animal have a soul? What's your soul? Your mind, your will, and emotion. Does the animal have a, a will? Does it have emotion? I'm going to let y'all figure that one out. I'm going to let you figure that one out. What well, it talks about the horses that I'm just saying. It mentions horses. I'm just saying. What drives the chariot? A horse. I'm just saying. So let me just give you something to think about. It's like if you, in the book of Jubilee, it talks about how the, the fallen ones corrupted all of the plants. It talks about how they interbreed. It y'all want to y'all don't really want. You, you don't really you you want the you want the Avengers. You you'll believe that. Ain't number of fallen angel. Ain't number of Nephilim. Thor is the North God. Inky. It's all it's all Norse religion. It's all it's like y'all just you you just buying into it. They're demons. Amen. <laughs> you love it when it comes alive and you get to see the real reality of the word. So you see the new Geico commercial, I think it is, with the uh, motor. Right? The half motorcycle, half man. Where do you think you get that from a centaur? Where do you think it comes from? Where do you think, you, where do you think it comes from? See, you've been, I told you, you, you're not just entertained, you're in containment. How you think and how you see and how you perceive. It's called television programming. Programs you. Programs you. Oh, that's why he told you, protect your eye gate. Okay. All right. I need to slow it down now for you. Okay. Here we go. See, I could could just go with that the rest of the night, but let's get back, okay? Because you wouldn't believe it if I told you. You wouldn't believe it. You're not ready. Okay, here we go. I got to get you here first. I got to get you here delivered first. Okay, here we go. All right, here we go. Listen, in that city and those flesh and those pigs that jumped in there, um, and I said that um, see, you got to think about it. In, in that city, they didn't want to have anything to do with Jesus. And Jesus allowed the demons to go into the pigs. But that's not his perfect will. Not everything that is permitted is God's perfect will. See, sometimes when we pray, we mean, this and that and this happened. And you're like, oh, that was good. You don't, you're not even sure which what that was. Was that his perfect will or his permissible will for my life? So I went on and married this person. Because mm. he's trying to show you something. I'll allow it. You said you want it. But God always warns you. He always warns you a couple of times, but he will not go against your will. All right, here we go. God's perfect will is revealed, listen, in Jesus. Not your mother, not your father, not your uncle, not your pastor. No, it's no, No, it's not. It's revealed in Jesus. Okay, we need to know that. Because Jesus is the image of the invisible God. I love that scripture. Go by the fact, let's just look at it. Colossians 1 1.5, 1.15. Colossians 1.15. I love that scripture. Amplify.
2: Colossians chapter one and verse Mm fifteen. Now he is the exact likeness of the unseen God, the visible representation of the invisible. He is the firstborn of all creation. Ah, wait a minute. He is the image
0: of the invisible God. See, you gotta let that sit for just a second. Jesus, the word, Yahshua, is the exact image of Of the unseen God. Who they beheld. Who they touched. He is the image. Image means what? Function. And I only do what I see my father in heaven do. I'm the exact expression of the invisible God that you can't see. I'm him. His word is him. Your your word that you have is him. The expression of the invisible God is in you now. We don't, we don't. You gotta you gotta contemplate that for a minute. And they behold him. And they beheld him. And they, they didn't even know who he was. I'm the image of the invisible God. Just those two words. I'm the image. Something I got to see. But I'm the image of the invisible God. (sighs) I don't know. See, the more I say it, the more I see it. Okay. They said, leave there, Pastor. All right. Jesus came to tell us who God is. He came to tell us he is his word. He came to tell us who God is. I'm the express image of the invisible God. I want to. I want to. I want to. Matthew 10. 8. Matthew 10.8. Let's look at the perfect will of God. Matthew 10.8. Come on. New King James.
2: Matthew 10 verse 8 in the New King James. Heal the sick, mm. cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you have received, freely give. I said
0: that's the perfect will of God. Read it one more time, minister. Come on.
2: Heal the sick, mm-hmm. cleanse the lepers, right. raise the dead, Got it. cast out demons, mm. freely you have received, freely give.
0: I got a question. Are you doing the perfect will of God? Are you doing the perfect will of God? That's the perfect will of God. You've been given authority to do the perfect will of God. Okay. Satan has to listen to this. Satan has to ask for permission. Satan has to ask for permission to attack you. He cannot do it. He, he has to ask for permission. He can't just show up on the scene and afflict you. He has to have Permission. Y'all keep you're gonna get that word permission. To build anything, you have to have a building permit. Right. Right. If you want to add an addition to your house, you have to go down to the city and apply for a building permit. Permission. You pay a fee. The price has been paid. You pay a fee. And and you get a permit. And the city officials have the right to deny your permit. Oh, you don't did everything. You don't got the, the dimensions on it all. And they can still deny your permit. I got a remedy for that. It's called Psalms 55. <laughs> <laughs> Psalms fifty-five twenty-two, 22, New King James. But they can deny your permit. Watch this. Psalms, you got it?
2: 55:22 New King James. Read it? Psalms 55 at verse 22. "Cast your burden on the Lord, and He shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved." Oh.
0: <laughs> Teacher. Teacher. Cast your burdens on the Lord. Remember that word, Lord. Remember that. He shall sustain you. Meaning He's your source. He's your Father. That's what Father means source. Listen to that. And you shall never, listen, and He shall never permit the righteous to be moved.
1: Okay. All right.
0: This means that Satan applies for permit to move you. God says denied. Key word, the righteous. And right standing. Got the right mind. Woo. The Lord will not allow the righteous to be destroyed. I'm going to say it again. God would not allow the righteous to be destroyed. If I could find one righteous in Sodom, if I could find one righteous, I would not destroy. He does not destroy
1: the righteous.
0: Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Okay. does not destroy the righteous. Y'all need to say that to yourself. It does not destroy the righteous. It does not destroy the righteous. Just like it was for Job. God said you can attack him, afflict him, but you cannot destroy him. Job was righteous. You couldn't destroy him. Cancer can't destroy you. This autoimmune system thing, it cannot destroy her. See y'all just don't. Mm-mm. Maybe the, maybe that one is your affliction. Right. You'll be praying for. Amen. Listen to this. When you operate in God's righteousness or God's righteousness, Satan's permit is revoked. It's denied. Okay, he keeps coming to it. He keeps coming to God, asking for permission to sift you. But when you are righteous, it keeps getting revoked, denied. No entrance. You can't build there. Mm, mm, mm. Y'all listening? Obviously, this is for a few people tonight. Satan is still going to do what he does, ask. He's still going to apply for the permit. The key is that you stay righteous in the temptation and the trial. Stay righteous. Oh, my God. So he can't build his kingdom in you. Where's the kingdom of God? Where's the kingdom of God? Inside you. So he's going to try to build his kingdom in you, too. He's trying to occupy the same spot. hmm. Okay, here we go. You will never be free from his attack in this life. That will only happen when you die. So, (laughs) buckle up. Let's take this ride. This ride of righteousness. Let's just take this ride of righteousness. But he said, He will not and cannot destroy the righteous. I don't care what job, what ailment comes to you. He cannot destroy the righteous. Mm, mm, mm. Even if you hold on all the way to your salvation, to your death. See, that's what he wants you to do is give up. Woo. Okay. But we need to be free. From his controlling. Or his lies. Or holding. Listen. Listen. We, 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 we need to be free from his controlling. We need to be free from his controlling our lives. Yes. Or holding a grip over your life. Okay, this is, I'm going to go into here, but I'm not going to be able to finish this one all out. Isaiah 61 verse 1. New King James. Now, we're we, we going to keep going, but I, I just, I'm just letting you know. Whew, I'm going to plow through. Okay, here we go. Isaiah, let me help y'all with this one. Isaiah 61.1, familiar scripture. King, New King James.
2: Isaiah 61 and verse 1. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor, mm-hmm. he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound.
0: This is his first sermon that he gave. Jesus talks about freedom and deliverance. Freedom and deliverance from demons. <laughs> After his teaching, well, let me see here. After his teaching, Demons actually started manifesting in the synagogue. Right in public. Y'all know the scripture. Right in public. The the demons started manifesting right in public in the synagogue, the church. Right in front of Jesus. Right in front of Jesus delivered that demon, possessed person. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just the setup. Yeah. <laughs> right in church. Right in public. That's right. The very first exorcism <laughs> is in the New Testament. It happened in the house of God. It didn't happen in a private, you know, prayer room. It didn't happen in a private prayer room. Okay. It happened publicly. That's right. It happened in front of everybody. The children and all. Mm. There's no need to be afraid of deliverance in the church. There's no need to be afraid of deliverance in the church. Mm -hmm. Okay, hold on. (laughs) I'm going to say that again. There's no need to be afraid of deliverance in the church. People believe they see a demon come out, it will enter into them. That's what they believe. You've been watching too much Hollywood. You've been watching too much Hollywood, too much, you know, too much, just just too much Hollywood. Yep, that's what church people tell you, but I got something something for the church person, too. Yeah, that's what they say. Mm -mm, mm -mm. If a demon truly wants to enter you, he don't need a prayer line. If a demon truly want to enter in you, he don't need a prayer line. I'm going to show you what happens. Listen to this. He don't need a prayer line, so stay calm. Okay. Calm down. And if you are that afraid, you need to get in a line. Yep. If you are that afraid. When you see the manifestation of demon, and if you are that afraid, you need to get in the line. The prayer line. The line of deliverance. When you see me going around laying hands, come right up, pastor, hit me. Shoot. This demon off of me. You shouldn't be afraid. I got some good stuff for you. You just hold on. Mm. No, no, it get better. It get better. It get better. You ain't even ready for it. I told you if you're afraid, you need to run in that line. Mm-hmm. There you go. They running the wrong way. If this is what the enemy is telling you, is that the safest place for you is to be far away from the presence of God as possible. That's what he said. He wants you to believe because you have a little faith. Listen, he wants you just because you have a little uh, faith <laughs> at that moment, seeing a person being delivered from a spirit, it's going to be, it's, that it's going to enter into you. He, he's got you fearful that it's going to enter into you. There is, there, I'm telling you all right now, this, this, has, this, this is just stuff that you see in the movies. He still needs Permission. He can't just enter into you. He still needs permission. Y'all hear me? He can't just enter into you because I'm in the prayer meeting, because I'm in the deliverance service, because he still needs permission to enter into you. Hello? All right. All right. You, you all right? You leaving? Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. I'm talking about demons, folks. Leave I'm just just saying. (laughs) Woo! All right. Oh, y'all better hold it. Don't leave out. Hold it. Hold it. All right. I ain't finished. Now watch this. Now watch this. All right. Now watch this. Now watch this. Go to Luke 10. 19 and 20, Amplified. So y'all know I'm just not making up no stuff. You need to go to the Word. Luke 10, 19 through 20, Amplified. Ready?
2: Luke chapter 10 at verse 19. Behold, I have given you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and physical and mental strength and ability over all the power that the enemy possesses and nothing shall in any way harm you all right all right
0: he said nothing nothing shall harm you nothing means nothing in hebrew nothing means nothing in the greek nothing means nothing in spanish Nothing means nothing in Arabic. Nothing means nothing. Okay? The only thing that can hurt you is your ignorance of the Word of God. That's the only thing that can hurt you. Mm -mm. Not what people say. Not the movies. Okay, when y'all... When y'all, when y'all go to the movies, uh, I, I got this. So you're having a deliverance service. So when you go to the movies, and you, you don't leave right before the villain is defeated. Right. <laughs> you want to at least stick around and see yeah. how Thanos got it. Yeah. You don't want to leave. Yeah. But as oh, soon as they start casting out demons, I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. you got the wrong one then like I said you need to get in the line get in the line you don't leave right before you see the victory you want to see that you, you want to see that curse defeated that sickness leave that res- that re- rebellious spirit depart you want to see that Mm-mm. you, you want to see that person you know freed you want to you stick around so you can rejoice with them. Yes, no, nah, you want to leave. Running away from deliverance never solves anything. Facing them head on and seeing freedom is what brings solutions, or should I say, resolution to your life. Yeah. Seeing that. You need to see that. So you'll know how to Cast them out in God's perfect will. Yeah. No, I ain't doing God's perfect will. The first key in Isaiah 61 is this. For deliverance from demons is to do this, is to submit. to Listen, to Jesus as your Lord. Mm-mm, mm-mm, we're going with this. And his Lordship. Okay, we, we're missing this one right this. One. Jesus said, I'm going to bring good tidings to the poor. Good, a good message, right? That's what he's saying. Right. To those who are in poverty and broken in spirit. Yeah. The first key, listen, to, to, to experience freedom from the demonic oppression in your life. First, I want, to, I want you to notice something. I want, you to notice, I, I, when, I want you to notice what I did not say. I did not say to receive Jesus as your Lord. Okay, okay, Y'all no, wait. What did you say? Hold on, I got you. Don't, 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 don't breathe yet. Hold on. The first key of freedom of demonic oppression in your life, right? I said the first thing is to submit to Jesus as your Lord. And save you. okay? Y'all got it. All right. The first thing, many of us. Well, let me put it this way, teacher. I said to submit to. His Lordship. Watch this. Freedom doesn't come when you receive Jesus as your Lord. I'm going to say it again. Freedom doesn't come when you receive Jesus as your Lord. Salvation does. I'm going to make it plain. See, I just had to make sure I get it right here. Listen to this. Salvation does. Because many people are saved but are not still free. That's it. That's true. Okay. Freedom comes when you submit, not receive. You're, you submit yourself to his lordship, the lordship of Yeshua. I'm going to say that again. Freedom does not come when you receive Jesus. Listen, freedom freedom does not come when you receive Jesus as your Lord. Salvation comes. Y'all got it? Because many people are saved but are still not free. Freedom comes when you submit, not when you receive. You submit yourself to the lordship of Jesus. Lordship means supreme power or ruler. Sound like sovereignty. Okay, watch this. The the Bible says that the spirit of the Lord is there. Well, I want to say this thing. The Bible says that where the the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Okay, watch this. I'm going to say it again. The Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, There is freedom. The correct translation says this. Where the Spirit is Lord, there is freedom. Now, y'all missed it. Teacher, I'm going to say it again. Can y'all say it again? The Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, freedom. There is freedom. The Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. But the correct translation says where the spirit is Lord. There is freedom. Where the spirit is Lord. is freedom. The devil doesn't respond to, you know, an insurance card. He responds to authority. Demons respond to authority. And when you walk under authority of the Lord or his lordship, listen, of the lordship of Jesus, Satan has to, listen, react to that power. Why he ain't left my life? Because you're not under and you're not submitted. I'm going to say it again. You can't just have some little insurance card. My insurance, I'm saved. Your insurance card. Your insurance card. Okay? He responds to authority. The demons respond to authority. And when you walk under authority of the lordship of Jesus, Satan has, listen, he has to respond to that power. We use Jesus like a triple A card. We only call him when there's a broke, you know, when something's broke down in my life. When something broke down in my life, that's when I call him out. Jesus is not just my Savior. He's my Lord. Some people are afraid. Some people, I must say it again. Some people don't want to make him their Lord because they don't want to simply be under. Authority. That's where your mind and your will and your emotions are. When you submit to him as your Lord, your supreme ruler, it cuts off demonic oppression in your life. Yes, I can. When you submit to him as your Lord, I didn't say Savior. It's Lord and Savior, my supreme ruler. It's a big difference. You got to add that one in there. Now, watch this. When you do that, it cuts off demonic oppression in your life. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Now, watch this. Satan entered Judas during communion. People say Christians or Christians can, ha- they, they, they can't have demons. Hmm. Oh, that's right. What, uh-uh, watch this. That sounds, that sounds, you know, very cool and awesome. They can't have demons. Oh that's bad. They can we can't have them. Yeah. That's bad. Now watch this. Yes they do. Yeah, they do. This is what they say too. Darkness and light can't live together. Mhm. They can't they can't live in the same place. And I understand that. And with that said, who should Christians cast demons out from? Since since we, can't, since we can't be. So who should demons cast demons out of? Non-Christians, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So then my next question would be this. Have you ever done that? Who has cast out a devil in here? Raise your hand. hmm Okay. I got three people. Look at all these people in here. Okay. Then it means if you cast it, that means you're totally free. That means you're tired. That means you love, you're faithful. That means you have no oppression on you. (sighs) Okay. All right. Hold on. I'm going to finish this out. I asked you the question. Have you done that? Most of us said no. Right? I wrote that down because I knew we were going to say no. <laughs> this is what happens in the process of casting out that devil. It will tell you I'm not leaving. Why? Because that person is theirs. That's mine. Why? Because Satan plays by the rules. Yes, he does. And he has no right to leave that person if they have not been submitted. He ain't going nowhere. This is my house. Mmm. 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 Do y'all follow what I'm saying? You have to be submitted to Jesus. The same way you kick him out of your own house. He's not, I'm not leaving. You can't. I ain't got to go anywhere. You ain't submitted. You lied yesterday. You ain't tied since. Okay. Matthew 12. I'm going to help y'all out. I'm going to help y'all out. The righteous will not be destroyed. Matthew 12, 43, 44. Uh, Amplified.
2: Matthew chapter 12 at verse 43. But when the unclean spirit has gone out of a man, mm-hmm. it roams through dry, arid places in search of rest, but it does not find any. Then it says, I will go back to my house. Oh, who, who house? His house. His house? His house. Okay, go ahead. From which I came out. Mm. And when it arrives, it finds the place unoccupied, swept, put in order, and decorated.
1: Mm.
0: I told y'all when the house is swept, now you need to fill it with what? The word. If the word ain't in there, he can't get in there. If prayer ain't in there, he can't get in there. It's occupied. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Verse
0: 45. No, we okay. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Verse
2: 45. Then it goes and brings with it seven other spirits, more wicked than itself. And they go in and make their home there. Ah, God. And the last condition of that man becomes worse than the first. So also shall it be with this wicked generation.
0: See, when your house is swept, you have the next move is to renounce Satan. But we got to get that old ferns out first. That house got to be swept and clean and put in order. So now the next step that you do is to renounce Satan. Mm -mm. So y'all been watching too many movies. Every time you see a Catholic priest cast out a devil, cast them out. You, you never see them. You never see them do the prayer of salvation. You never see them replaced now with salvation. Then, you know, the next day he then came back. They exercise that demon out. And you never see him bring that person to the point of salvation or repentance in the movies. You're never going to see that. Because then you'll be witnessing for Christ. See, why don't we make a movie? Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> The demons have to be cast out. Watch this. <laughs> hey, teacher, the demons have to be cast out of the believers first. So in a way, that priest going <laughs> to cast out nobody. No. He got to be first cast out of him. Yeah. yeah. All right. <sighs> we could argue. Let me see this here. We could argue, teacher, where do the demon live? I know they, that, that Jesus lives in us, right? I, we could argue that, uh, right? Wait, wait a minute. They may be somewhere. You know, I'm talking about a believer. Can't, he can't be in here because I'm a believer. Okay, well, first we have to make sure Jesus is in there. Let's first make sure Jesus is in there. I mean, maybe that demon hiding somewhere in your soul, somewhere deep in your soul. Your mind, your will, your emotions. I'm sure he is. Right? I got a question. Let's go back to Judas. Okay? Remember, Judas was at the communion, right? With Jesus. Who was officiating him, right? A very sacred moment in the life of Jesus. Right? Right? It's being led by him, right? It's not being led by your bishop. It, won't be in, it wasn't led by an apostle. This ceremony wasn't led by a prophet. It will not led by a pastor. It will not led by a teacher, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't. And right there in the communion, where the power of God was, where his glory was, his manifested presence and wisdom, And one of the disciples of Jesus, one of his close associates with him, right? Man, participated in his ministry, Judas. Satan entered into Judas. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Go to Luke. 22, 3, Amplified. No, King James. New King James, New King James. Right in the middle. Wait a minute, y'all. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get y'all to see it right in the middle of communion. I'm talking about where the presence of God manifests power. One of his associates close participated in his ministry, and Satan entered him. Hold on.
2: Read it. ready?: Luke chapter 22 at verse three. Then Satan entered Judas, surnamed Iscariot, who was numbered among the twelve.
0: I thought a believer couldn't be possessed. It said he entered into him it didn't say he hovered over him it it, it didn't say he was oppressed with a spirit it said that Satan entered into him I thought y'all said a, a, a person couldn't be possessed I thought a believer couldn't be possessed who's right what you heard or what the word says He's a thinking. The Bible says that he entered into, into him, into Judas. Right? I thought a believer couldn't be possessed. Possessed means that a person is completely controlled by an evil spirit. How could that happen? Jesus was, uh, Judas was a close associate of Jesus. Can I help you? A teacher. If you study it out, Judas, he always referred to Jesus as teacher, not master. All of the apostles addressed him as Lord. He only addressed him as teacher or rabbi. Judas never called him. He never called him that. He called him teacher or rabbi. If you want to be free from the grips of Satan, the devil, Has Jesus just can't be your teacher or your rabbi. He, he can't just be your motivational speaker or coach. A figure from history. He has to be Lord. He has to have lordship. He has to have, he has to have, listen, he has to be your Lord. He has to be, he has to have, he has to have, he has to be your master. He has to be the supreme ruler of your life. Mm -mm. He's just, he is the Savior, but you're just the teacher. You're not my supreme ruler of my life. The life that I have no more. I, I don't have a will when it comes to God anymore. He is my supreme. He is my Lord. I'm under his lordship, his supreme lordship over my life. A lot of times, he's just your teacher, your savior, but he's not your Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need y'all to know whatever fear you have about submitting to God's Lordship or Yeshua, sure, whatever fear you have, listen to me. Whatever fear you have about submitting, totally to his lordship. Whatever fear you have is demonic. It's called demonic activity in your life. This is why a person won't submit. This is why they won't be filled. This is why they don't act. This is why because they haven't submitted to him. He's not their lord. It's real simple. No, you just come. He's your teacher. He's a great teacher today. That's good, Pastor. But you do nothing. You, you don't obey. He's not your Lord. Because to be his, to be, for him to be your Lord, you have to come under his lordship. Even the demons are subject to his name because we were under his lordship. Man. Go to James. 4, 7 through 8, New King James. I'm finished.
2: Just about. James chapter 4, at verse 7. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Mm. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double minded.
0: Let me see, walk out, and I'm giving her the whole story. I'm, <laughs> I'm done. Well, got a few extra minutes. <laughs> this is why demonic activity can be in your life because you haven't submitted. To God's lordship. No submission. No resistance. He will not flee. If you don't submit. What does it say? It said what? Submit to God. And he will flee. So when you're struggling what you're struggling with. This is what the promise a part of submission in your life. He's not your Lord yet. And everything. He's not the supreme ruler over your life. He's not the boss. You're still the boss. Go ahead and get your mic, man. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I could keep going, but I'm going to open up another chapter. And I'm not going to do that to you tonight.
1: It's outstanding, Pastor. <laughs> I hope so. You brought God glory. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> I had to be quiet because Holy Spirit was doing a lot of talking, so I, was I trying to listen were. to both of you guys. He's
0: <laughs> doing a lot of moving too.
1: I know. What's up? I'm good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Luke, um, was it twenty-two, three? Was it three twenty-two? Which one you at? Should be twenty-two. Okay, yeah. go back there, minister, because I want to ensure that. There's no misunderstanding. On what far? On a um, <laughs> believer being possessed.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: So I want to give you, give you some insight. Yeah, I, I left it open. I left it I open. I just know what people. You know how they're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, so, okay. Wh- wh- I'm up here. I okay. just want to. I got Okay. You got it's it. Me? It's me. me it's, it's me now. Right now. Right now, I'm passing. Because I, I'm going to rebuttal. no. no. <laughs>
0: I already know where it's going. I already know where it's going, Dejan. I know where it's going.
1: Because in church, there's so many things uh, through t- tradition that we've been told that, um, for instance, like we were speaking about earlier, that um, if you don't believe, leave the church, you know, because it's deliverance service and, you know, demon it's just a lot of things, are, is not biblical, but we, take, we took it on as if it was. Um, so here, then Satan entered Judas, right? Which he was one of the 12. And we, we have to hear, it's not, it is, but it isn't. So follow me. So a believer, we have to first Establish what a believer is. And the word of God, say, and Paul says, that's the first thing that must be clearly identified. A believer. A believer. If you go to Romans, and we're not gonna go to Romans 10.9, even when you confess, Jesus Christ, you're confessing that he is your Lord and Savior, right? At least that's what you're supposed to be doing. So when you say it, it has to be truth, that he is my Lord and Savior, which means that Satan was Lord of my life, which means that he was ruling and reigning and I was under his authority. I was under his, I was under his rulership. My will was Satan's will. You are doing what pleased your father, Satan. And so if you are a believer, this is the thing that when we talk about believer, it's double fold. A believer is it's either you're a believer or you're not. And what qualifies a person to be a believer, not the believer that we can do what we want to do and compromise, live a compromising life and still say we are a believer and we do that. That's not a believer. So a demon couldn't ever enter me and possess and have Authority and rulership because there's only one king that rules. Two can't rule the same providence. So the question is that if this is where a lot of time when we study the word of God and we say that the word contradicts itself or we don't know really what he's saying here. Then Satan entered Judas. question is. Was Judas a believer? Because the word of God says if he was one of us, he would have never left us. So he couldn't have been one of us. But they remained and was with us, so could it could be revealed that he was not one of us. This is why the word of God says Allow the the wheat and tear to grow together. So it can be revealed that you're the tear, even though you appear to be with us. But then when you decide to no longer walk with God, then you could never have been with Him. So a demon could never possess a person. Who is, according to the word of God, a believer? Because I would have to submit. This is why I, I'm, I, certain people around me, I've been saying here lately, you have to lay down your whole life. Because guess what? You see yourself as a believer. But are you? If you're not submitted to him and he's your Lord, which means that he governs and leads you, you have no will of your own now. You don't decide that you want to go out of town and not come to church. Okay? But we do. You still, oh, I want to, oh, it's my birthday. I'm going out of, look, I'm going out of town. It's a concert. I'm going out of, it's raining. I don't come to the gathering. See, but this is the question. This is how you're going to be tripped up. Thinking that you're under grace. Grace. And you had never been under submission to God. Are you saved? This is why you can't compromise. And everybody using the word, you're, are we not perfect? And, and this and this. And you can do that. And God don't mind. See, all the compromising. What's Judas say? If he was one of us. Exactly. But it was not one of us. Look, because if you're my friend, this is why I use the word friend. If you're my friend, you'll always be my friend. Because there shouldn't be anything that I say or do that calls what is to never be again. Then it was. it was never that. If you're... My sister, how, how are you never again than my sister? Either you were or you're not. You can say it all day long, but you're my daughter. You cannot say what you are. Because what you are, that can't be changed who you really are. Who are you? Are you a believer? Being possessed. That means that. So when I gave my life over to Christ, I said, Lord, I want you to be Lord of my life. And I knew what that meant. That meant that I now had no will of my own. Until you get there. See, but then it looks like you're in a cult. Know what it looks like to God is that you are devout, submitted. You're one, but then your friends, which are your gods, we're talking about Judas here. <laughs> being, being, possessed. Go ahead. Yes. I didn't I didn't say you did. I, I you said you would, but come on, come on, come on, back on, up, then. I was just answering there there. See, because it was in the mindset of, I don't want you to leave here thinking a believer can be possessed. a believer. So, yeah,
0: Belzebub? So it couldn't be. He's,
1: he's the truth. He can't be. Not the truth. All right. So I want you. I don't want you. I want you to clearly understand because it's twofold. You have to. You have to take the walk with what happened to Judas. And then if he again, it has to be. And then it says, Satan did enter him. And he was one of the twelve. He was numbered, numbered amongst. amongst them. Mm-hmm. But did he remain? And, and, and he's, he's, the word of God says that you have to endure the race to the end. Yeah. <laughs> because you are... In the process of being saved. And you can't give up on this race. Which means that if you fall. And don't get back up. Then were you saved? Exactly. Were you saved? As much as you say you love God now. Today. Today. And you decide to teach to, to walk and go back into your old lifestyle. Where you say, "I always say you can't leave something that you was never a place where you it. never where at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't leave a place you never came to."
0: Well, that goes to once saved, always saved. Can't be. So the house, mm-hmm. the enemy has left the house. Yet, if it's not swept, he can come in and seven more and take a boat up. Now, the other thing, if you continue on with that story with Judas and Peter, because they both committed a sin to Jesus. One repented. Uh-uh. And one had regret. Regret still keeps you in bondage. And Judas had regret, not repentance. It said that Peter cried profusely when he repented. What did Judas do? He went back to try to turn the money that he'd got. That don't fix it. He regretted what he did. He didn't
1: repent for what he did. Yeah. See, I'm just saying. He didn't turn back to God. He didn't. But Peter did. He didn't turn away from the decision that he made, which would cause him to return back to God. So that meant that yep. he was never with God. Him, if you were, you would never left. left. But he had an opportunity. You still see God's grace. He had an
0: opportunity because he knew what he was going to do. But he was only regretful. A lot of y'all are regretful and remorseful over your sin, but
1: not repentant. And the enemy was able to enter in, in. because he hadn't submitted right. to Christ as Lord. Lord,
0: that's right. Absolutely. So,
1: which means if Christ is not Lord of your life, ho, ho, guess he what? can enter in and take possession versus actually oppressing you. Or moving. Because normally that's what happens is that he oppressed, right. move, that's right. Push, irritate, frustrate right. the believer. Get you to a point to where you get so weak in the mind that this is how you succumb to also his tricks and schemes. Mm -hmm. But we will talk about this Sunday. I wanted you just to know that when it comes to being a believer, Mm -hmm. it's twofold whether you you got to ask the question, Am I a believer? Because a believer is submitted. Under the lordship of Christ, which he has no will except the will of the father. This is why he said, I wish that you would be one as me and the father are one. This is what happens. So I want you all to understand that if you are submitted to Christ and he's Lord in your life, then you cannot be possessed by a demon, but you can be oppressed by one